And maybe this time it will work. Okay. We're recording now. Second time in a row. Trying it again. Right. Check the vetting machines. Weekly Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Jason. That's Zach. We are back. Finally. After a year and a half of waiting. For the finale. Oh. Of the Daniel Craig verse of James Bond. It's over. It's over. It's finally over. Officially over. Daniel Craig's time as 007 is out the window for now. He could come back. <laughs> okay. Sean, Sean yeah. Connery came yeah. back. Craig can come. They don't show his body. Uh, I mean, that's technically true, but they basically just like. I mean, spoilers if you guys haven't seen it, but they basically vaporized the whole island that he was on. So hey, it's movie. Who knows? Movie yeah, logic. That's true. Although I will say, with Sean Connery coming back, I don't think he vaporized at the end of Doctor the Doctor No. No, he so. did Or no, what was his last one? Uh, it was, I think what Diamonds Forever, and then he came back for Never Tell Again or whatever the fuck. That's also a different studio. Yeah. I was looking at that a little bit. Like that's also like because that was he came back at the same time that. I think because Roger Moore was after them. So it was like Roger Moore did his first or second movie. And then Sean Connery came back and like did his final movie with a different company at like the same time that uh, that I think it was Roger Moore was like doing his movies. So it's a, it's a very weird it was, thing. It was either that or, or Lazenby was like fucking up and then couldn't handle it. And they yeah. did his one movie and then they brought back Connery. Uh, one of the yeah. two. I can't remember which one. Uh, but we are back, check the vending machines, here mm. to dive in and break down our reactions and thoughts and feelings about the final uh, Dale Craig James Bond movie. Because I got thoughts, bro. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it. Um, I mean, I think to start, general impressions... I liked it. Um, I didn't hate it. I don't think I liked it as much as Casino or Skyfall, but I liked it a lot. Um, I definitely liked it more than Spectre. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think I still liked it more than Quantum. Yeah. Um, I think it's... Because Casino, for me, is probably still my favorite... I think this one floats in a mid-tie with, like, Skyfall for me. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to do that, it, it's Casino, No Time to Die, Skyfall, Quantum, Spectre. That's yeah. how I would rank them. I knew that the moment I walked out of the theater. I was like, hey, here's my ranking. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, done, easy. These are the most, yeah. To me, it's the most clear-cut way. To, it's so obvious to me. I don't know. I know, I know you'd don't like skyfall a lot but i still enjoy that movie quite a bit um, yeah i that last that last third is so stupid that last those for a director who's so good like we talked about on our podcast that we talked about those movies just yeah. what a shit script and what a, what a shit script and then whoever wrote this movie man they're trying so hard to rap to try, to try to reel that bullshit in oh well yeah it's well that's the weirdest well i mean it's not the weirdest part but um but yeah, it's like the first half of this movie is basically like getting rid of any plot threads from yeah. Spectre. And they're like, all this shit doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. matter. Why? Because everybody's fucking dead. I will. Uh, so let's go into it. Just, there's no point in, in, yeah. in 
and trying to stall it. Um, you said you liked it. My general impressions yeah. are the same, the same exact thing. I, I enjoyed the yeah. movie. Um, I thought it was a well done movie. Now, mm-hmm. does, that, does that mean it's perfect? Not at all. No, Not I don't. I definitely don't think it's perfect. I think one of the biggest faults of the movie for me was the runtime of mm-hmm. it. I felt like it was. It was the same problem I had. I can't remember what recent movie we saw. I think it was another franchise movie. I can't remember which one it was, but it was like the same thing where it was like it felt longer than it needed to be, and it definitely feel like it could have used somebody going in there and trimming out some stuff and just making everything like a little bit tighter. Yeah. Like it didn't feel like it. Cause I think it's almost three hours. Yeah, it definitely two, didn't feel like it needed to be three hours. Yeah. It definitely feel like it didn't feel like it needed. To yeah. Be it was two forty five, And I, I completely yeah. agree. And, um, let's start here first. Okay. Okay. Before we even get into the actual movie, I want to get into this mm-hmm. first. Our okay. viewing experiences of this movie. Okay. Yes. You saw it on Thursday night or Thursday afternoon. Right? Uh, early evening. So did yeah. you see it IMAX? I did. So I saw it, uh, well, Saturday, at the Sunday now. Uh, mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon IMAX. Okay. Okay. How busy was your theater? Um, I would say compared to other movies that I watched recently, it was pretty busy. I wouldn't. It wasn't a packed theater, but I would say it was probably pretty close to like 40, 50% capacity. My IMAX theater was 98% full. Damn. Like the most, really? I, more than Shang-Chi, more than Black Widow. It was fucking That's packed. That's actually bonkers. It was ins- literally shoulder to shoulder. It was insane. You know, you know yeah. when you can play that game of like, okay, we'll sit in a row We'll yeah. just get these tickets and we'll move down. If there's no one coming in because they're on Bontham, we'll have to move over. Couldn't do it. Not happening. Damn. You know, everyone's like, hey, we're, we're finding our seats because it's so fucking busy. And the, yeah, no, that's... I definitely didn't experience that. And the theater that, was you know. 90% old farts. My theater definitely had a lot of old but, people. But, I mean, Bond's an sure. old people series? Yeah, it's an old people franchise, that's for and, sure. I mean, that's what happens when your franchise has been around for like 80 years or whatever. Like, something, yeah. Yeah, like it's gonna have a lot of old people that are fans. Yeah, of it, so. it was even funnier. I don't know if you had this experience in your movie, your experience, but in our in our theater, I saw it with my my fiance today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Six British people in the theater. I don't think I actually heard any British. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hear like a lot of people talking because I had. I think I told you a little bit that I had this one. It was like a trio of old men who came in, who I thought I was going to have to strangle at one yeah. point. Cause it was like before the preview started and they would like not shut the fuck up. And I was like, if you guys are going to talk like this during the movie, somebody's going to yeah. die. Yeah. No time to die. You're dying now. Yes. Yeah, there is a time yeah. to die and it's right. Fucking no. Up, Cause if you don't shut So up, we, we heard in my row, there was a, a British a middle-aged bridge couple. <clears throat> and then like down further down. And I was like, dude, could you imagine the equivalent to that would be like, I don't know, like if if you and me went to England to watch the Patriot, <laughs> or watch Glory, <laughs> or some some shit like that, or watch Jason, watch Bond. J- well, yeah, but I mean, since Bond is so big, it's, I'm trying to think like what what's an American franchise that has that much, you know, that much behind it. I can't really think of something um, 
That's the equivalent. I would say probably... Hmm. You know, yeah, that's pretty tough. Like it's an American agent, American soldier, or something like that. You know, I don't know. Dude, I got it. It'd be like if we went to Britain and we watched Independence Day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's America's fuck. I guess his new movie. I saw a trailer for that before his new, his new movie. Dude, okay, so you saw that yeah. trailer too? That, Roland Emmerich has started to really piss me off that he only does disaster movies now and they all look the that's fucking same. That's his thing, bro. Yeah, but like at least with Independence Day, like it was aliens. Now it's no. just like, oh, the moon's even, gonna crash. I think it's still, his one before that was like the Geostorm shit, even right? ID like, four, or whatever. Even ID four was just like, okay, White House explodes. I never watched the or not. No, I'm. I thought you were talking about the no, sequel. no, ID four, the original. That, that's just that. hey, White House explodes. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Um, White House explodes, and we exploded some city in New York. Yeah, so yeah, so the four, the, the six British people, couples, middle-aged couples in the in the theater, and I was just like laughing because like there was a line in the movie when Q is talking about the time, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, it's just like never mind after five or whatever the fuck, right?" And I leaned mm-hmm. over to Savannah, and I was like, "Only six people in the theater understood what the fuck he just said. Like, I know what the <laughs> fuck that means, whatever, some phrase or whatever." But so you had mm-hmm. those old guys talking. Did they stop talking during the movie? They did. Yes, I didn't hear anybody talking during the movie, which was nice. Okay, so I had the um, opposite experience. I oh my god, everybody. Was no, 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 no. Just, just so and so. The, oh. I was, we were sitting in the wrong seats because the way they did it was really annoying. So this old couple came up, and there's a, a like a small like frail lady, and then like her like obnoxious ass husband, and he's like. Y'all in the wrong seats. And I'm like, okay, whatever, no big deal. So we scoot, we scoot oh, over, Uber. right? I was like, okay, fine. You gotta be a dick about it. I, I don't really care. Whatever, no big deal. It's a movie theater, right? Fine. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to jack your seats, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm sitting next to the wife, and she's like the small lady. And I'm sure she's a very. It's not a commentary on her personality. I'm sure she's a. Well, well yes, kind of is. On on on. I'm sure she's a very nice lady and a very nice mom, and she has kids. I'm sure all that's fine. But she's one of those people. She she's kind of like you, but worse, mm. right? Because you like you'll talk in a movie out of excitement, right? Right. She just this this fucking bitch was reacting to the movie out loud when she would get scared, which is fine for a horror movie, not for James Bond. Yeah, but James Bond. So at the beginning of the movie. When there's that cut, that jump scare when the, when you see Ronnie Malik's character the first time. Oh, with the yeah, with the when he shows up at the window. Yeah. yeah. So that happens. Next to me, all here is oh, oh. <laughs> right. Sounds like the lady's about to have so, a heart attack. Flash forward to the first time we see someone get shot from like a, a close-up gun angle. Oh, oh. the entire movie, oh, whenever yeah. someone would get shot like that, she's reacting like that. Oh my! Oh my! Oh. oh. I'm just like, oh, that's terrible. I mm, want to punch you in the throat right now. You know, it was so aggravating. So, yeah, so aggravating. No, I, I feel you, dude. So, that's the same way I felt when those guys wouldn't stop. Luckily, they stopped talking because I was like, if you guys aren't going to stop talking, like, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> yeah. So, what I started doing was because uh, my RMX, the RMX theater just doesn't use the AC, bro. So, we have leather seats, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I already have like, I can't sit still anyways, just naturally. I'm like, uh, well, that's the weirdest thing about the IMAX theater in, that I went to 
which is one I've seen IMAX with multiple times because it's the closest to me. It's like, you know, less than 10 minutes drive for me. But their IMAX theater, it's it's so weird. It feels like it's not a regular-sized IMAX theater, first of all, like the screen. And then it also doesn't have, like, special seats. Like, it just has regular, like, movie theater seating. And I'm like, it's an IMAX theater. I'm paying, like... Good money for this. Why is this like a regular theater? Is it really IMAX? Not not fucking RPX or some shit. They label it oh, IMAX. Okay. So dang. Yeah. No. So like I um, it, the, there's it's hot. I'm sweaty. I can't sit still anyways because I have like really bad nerves in my back from no yeah. powerlifting injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't sit still anyways. And usually I sit in the far back row so I can just stand up and just like readjust my spine, count whatever, and sit back down. But uh, my my no my fiance hates sitting in the back row because there's the bar, cuts off right. half the screen. So we sit we've been sitting in the just the row right before the last row. So I can't just stand mm-hmm. up. So I'm like squirming right. in my seat because I have like a fucking I have swamp ass and like I'm trying to like. So I'm like I'm just gonna keep moving because to make this make this lady next to me annoyed. So I'm just like I, I'm doing it every time she makes noise. I'm like, I can, all right, time to adjust. Fine. Um. So eventually it became part of the background noise. So I kind of was able to drown mm-hmm. it out, but. Um, the movie, the movie, yes. no time to die. Rami Malek. Yeah. Some other lady, some other lady. Leia Sardo. Yeah. Is the only one I know off the top of my head. Oh, and Anna de Armas. Yeah, Anna de Armas. Yeah. Great. Uh, all the usual people from all the other Bond movies. Yes. Here's how. Oh, this is the most surprising thing, which is the thing that I didn't think of, which is that. Ray Fiennes is now involved in two spy series. Yeah, and they played the trailer for the other one before them. Because, they, yeah, yeah, they played the trailer for Kingsman. I was like, oh, yeah, Ray yeah. Fiennes is involved in this. <laughs> He's in, like, two main mainline spy series at the same yeah. time. Uh, Although, I guess Kingsman is more of, like, just a traditional action movie at this point. Yeah. At least from the They're really spies, yeah. They're, like, just assassins spy. or whatever. Yeah. Which is yeah. just what Bond is. I mean, same fucking thing. Yeah, that's true. He's basically just an assassin for yeah. hire at this point. Or not for hire, but, you know, assassin um, for country. My, yeah. uh... Here is my, the way I thought about the movie after I left the theater, like walking to the car. My reaction okay. was, okay, so it took four movies to make probably the best Bond movie, and as in general, of, of, of the Craig movies, because I, I still prefer Casino Royale, because the mm-hmm. tonality, but in terms of the all-around package, this is the, the best one. Yeah, I probably, right? I would agree but with that. But the reason it's the best one it's because it's actually a James Bond movie, but two. Yeah, I was thinking that a lot but, while watching this. Is that it just feels like a traditional Bond movie? But like, two, my brother, my my second point was that it's a Bond movie with the gadgets. But Zach, my my my. This really have that many gadgets. The, it's the really car, all the fucking EMP stuff, all the fucking the car. But the yeah, map and then stuff, the watch, the, 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 the fucking gadgets. this thing and the what the Cuba and the, there's gadgets and stuff. Well, that's not. This thing was just an earpiece. But other movies, other movies, he has a gun. Yeah, so we're getting tech, right? USB shit, yeah, swallowing the so. USB stuff, hacking in the fucking kitchen. So my gut yeah. reaction, leaving the theater, was okay. This is the. It took four movies to make the best Bond movie of the Craig era as a whole, but what they ended mm. up doing was making Mission Impossible. This whole movie is Bond working with a team of people who have skills to, to help him complete the task. Yeah, this is the most collaborative Bond movie. It has for the sure. humor. Yeah, I mean, well, 
It's not to say that, like, you know, Bond works with... Usually he has, like, a Bond girl that he works with in the past. But, yeah, this is, like, the whole team doing no, like, stuff. But he either fights... Like, he fought with he fought with 007. He fought with the Armistice character. This is the first time we see him do that. This is the first time we saw... Yeah. It's, like, literally... They watched, they watched Mission Impossible and said, okay, this, it's funny, it's humorous, Bond can be a joke, John, Bond can make jokes, Ethan can make jokes. Yeah, this was definitely like the most, this was the most humorous 007 movie yeah, for so they, sure. They, like they really upped the they jokes. They watched the Marvel movie and then they watched Mission Impossible and said, okay, let's just do that and then whatever. And it worked out fine. Well, I think the upping of the humor because I know, I don't know how much you know about this, but I know that the one chick was the one who came in to do relights, the one who did um Fleabag. Fleabag, Fleabag yeah. yeah. She came in. So I imagine a lot of that pumped up Which humor was I don't probably understand why the fuck gave her a job. I don't know. I also think that I haven't I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but I think cuz one of the most annoying aspects for me was Anna de Mars's character where she's like pretending that she's like this is like her first mission on the job and then she gets into action scene and she's like a veteran assassin who's like dual wielding machine pistols yeah. and like is acting like she's been doing this her whole life and I'm like that makes that writing makes sense like if this is your first mission why are you like dual wielding machine pistols and acting like yeah. you're like on the same level as 007 well, like a rookie took that. CIA agent, a rookie CIA agent is not on the same level as 007 well, I took it as she was just lying I, but she's I just know. lying. Like she's like, yeah, more or less. Yeah, she's lying. She's not her first. But so if yeah. we're gonna, if we're gonna talk about that right now, that stuff, I'll, I'm happy to, because I got some fucking. No, we, no, no, we no, can, no. We can we're, say that we're already there. I got some fucking shit to say about this stuff. Okay. Well, I guess. Okay. okay. Well, I just we can. Okay, we can dig so, into it. I thought we were gonna add some more positives no, first. We'll, but... we'll bounce back and forth. Okay. So okay. I, uh, I I thought that I was expecting the coming of the movie being very annoyed with um, the new 007 uh, right. just in general, right? I didn't really mind her that much. I didn't mind her, but I did mind her. And here, in terms of the character, perfectly fine with. Perfectly mm-hmm. fine with the character, right? Okay. She, her attitude makes complete sense for a young mm-hmm. upstart who's advanced really hard, high, fast, and somebody it also has the shadow it, it, of exactly what her code date. exactly. So I'm perfectly fine with her being like that. The part I don't like is, and this is it's this is movie logic versus real logic, and it's very hard to separate the two in my mind because it's a movie. But okay, she did not. She's not in shape like that. Craig was fucking yoked. Craig was fucking mm. yoked. We saw him get out of the water. He was fucking jacked. He had a cycle. He was fucking on some on some roids. He was looking fucking good. I mean, she's definitely not like as jacked in, as Craig, but I definitely think like she looks in shape. I'm, I'm not saying that, but she can't fucking fight six guys. Yeah, because because funny. the reality is this, and this is what I was telling telling my fiance earlier about if they decide to go with a female Bond in the future, perfectly fine with it, or female 007, perfectly fine with it. But the moment you give me Female Bond, female Demo Seven versus Dave Bautista's character, and she wins the mm. fight without no. Because they, because Taylor Craig couldn't win that fight. Yeah, he didn't win. He that had to fight, get yeah. shot by the Bond girl and get thrown out of, a, out of a train. He had to get fucking beer kegs yeah. attached to him and get thrown off the train. So yeah. but my my other issue with with the Double Seven is that 
yeah, it, it applies to to Anna the Almers' character too, which I don't, don't even know her name. But um, I don't know her character's name. It looked name. to me, and I could be completely wrong, but in the movie, like she didn't train guns. There's a scene at the very end of the movie where she's on the top and she kicks the guy off, kicks the guy off of the fucking thing and puts him into the it's like every time to die and she kicks him off the fucking roof and he, he starts getting eaten alive by the fucking things. And there's two people at the bottom where she below her and she has the submachine gun and she one hands shoot both shoots both of them and comes around a corner and then one hand shoots again. Oh, you mean 007? 007, yeah. Not, well, not well in that scene, she's whatever the fuck she is, 008 or whatever the fuck, I don't know. I don't know. They never gave her a new yeah. code name either, which was Bla- weird. Black yeah. chick. She's just like, oh, I gave up 007. Yeah. It's like, okay, but you still need a code the name. The black lady. I, don't know. I was called 007. I'll call Bon Bon. I'll call her 007. But yeah. it was so clear to me that that if the John the guys who do John Wick watch that scene, they'll go, that's completely fucking stupid. It's a machine yeah. gun. You're not going to one-hand shoot a machine gun. Right? Yeah, no. So cut back to Cuba... And why would you dual wield a pistol and a machine gun? It makes no fucking sense. Because one's doing this, and one's doing yeah. this. And you cannot aim that way. So, it, yes, it's a yeah. movie, but look at the way Daniel Craig holds the gun. He is constantly on point, just like Keanu is. So, for yeah. the rules of the universe, if you're going to be the top super secret assassin, upstart fast, f- fucking you're young to be 007, at least get that right simple as that at least get that right to make that make me believe that even in the movie you could kill anybody because that to me goes you didn't put the work in to at least understand that and that could be the choreographer doing that it could be anybody it's not even her fault it could be a whole mix of things but ends up falling back on her as a viewer who likes guns and a viewer who shoots and who can watch John Wick and see that stunt team go, okay, these guys are working really hard. Or watch The Punisher and see John Bernthal at the fucking range doing tack reloads and combat reloads and all this shit and it looks fucking smooth as fuck. Yeah. It just pulls you out. And that makes me go, okay, Black Widow. It's un- it's unbelievable. Black Widow. Well, that movie in and of well, itself is completely, unbelievable. Completely. Completely. So. But, you know, if you watch Game of Thrones... And you see, you no know, Brienne, whatever the fuck her name is, fucking Captain Phasma. Oh, oh she's yeah, a fucking yeah. huge ass person. I fucking believe that girl. she can kill a fucking dudes with a sword. I fucking believe it. Right. So that's the world that that's that weird slippery slope that we're in because it's a movie, and obviously mm. magnets can't stop you from jumping down an elevator shaft. But at the same time, rules of reality, you still have to follow. Cause I know reality. You know what? If we're mm. gonna get the, keep the rules of reality and set, and then we can bend them, like the Matrix. But, this mm. is, but you're supposed to be a super spy. You wouldn't be shooting one-handed machine gun. I know you wouldn't, because you'd be in the military. Well, Bond doesn't. Bond doesn't. So Bond has a hands on his fucking his AR. His, but then, all time. in that same token, Bond throws through this machine pistol and is like, "Oh yeah, you can totally shoot that with one hand. Go ahead." Exactly. So, you know, so it, it, there's it's stuff like that. That uh. Or, or my only gripes, which are small, minuscule, critical, hyper, like, mm. fucking focused gripes. That as someone who watches a lot of fucking movies, I go, okay, boom. That's that's bad choreography. But in terms of yeah, her character, pretty, she's great. Pretty hyper focused. But, I mean, at the same time, you know, it's a part of the movie that, like, 
you care about and it's something that you pay attention to. So, well, if you're gonna tell in the same breath, if you're going to tell me stuff like Q, like explaining the watch, right, and that's going to come into play at some point in the effect of the watch, you're setting rules for the watch. I know the rules. You're assuming I know the rules of the submachine gun, right? You're assuming I understand the rules of it because it's a real item that I have seen before in previous things. So mm-hmm. I, I would assume the way you operate that item that I know you should how you should operate it should be realistic in operation. Or else, what are we? What, are, what can we agree on? We have to make that movie handshake that we live in a world where if the car has guns on the fucking things on the fucking lights. You know, and the windshields can take all these bullets. Okay, but those bullets react the way that real bullets react. So it's, it's, that, right. it's that weird thing. That like, if you care a lot about certain things, I care a lot about guns in movies. In a- action, I care a lot about action. Right? Mm. If it was like fucking a monologue, I probably wouldn't give a shit about it as much. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, well, she, she dipped here. Or she changed her acting method here. I probably wouldn't care as much. But I love action mm. movies, so the moment I see action, I'm like, okay, hold on, let's let's focus on the action, right? Mm. And um, I'm surprised I didn't see her do any punching or kicking either. I saw her do one kick. Um, one kick. Which one are you talking about? When she, when she kicks the guy in the lab at the end. Okay, the double. Yeah, I didn't see her do any other kicks. I thought you were talking about Anna Dramas. I was like, she does. She, no, does, she pretty does some. She does some dancing choreo. But the black girl. Yeah. I don't see her do any punching or kicking. Really, right? Am I am I missing something? I'm trying to think back from my memory of like three days. I don't. Yeah, I mean, the only one that really stands out to me is yeah, when she basically like I don't even know what you would. I don't know. She like. Jumps over a desk. Even, and even that kick looked dumb. It looked dumb. It looked really weird. It's a weird yeah. kick for sure. Um, yeah. So even then, I'm not believing you now because now you're still, you're now you're 100 shot every time, which is fine. It's James Bond, but like, even James Bond has to get in there and fucking punch and kick someone at least a couple times, right? Like I saw more action out of. I mean, he gets pretty physical. Yeah, I this, saw more so. action from on the Armors' character than I saw 007. Yeah. 007, here's her whole her whole movie is bang, 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 winning. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, she really doesn't have that outside of like the ending sequence, she really doesn't have that much action other than her bang 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 uh, at the Anadrama Moss scene. Yeah. But even then she's like she shows up, she steals the scientist, and then she's far off just shooting yeah. people for the rest of the scene. Yeah. So Um which made me like you texted me this, which made me go, man, I'd rather see the movie fucking be about Anna Diarmas. Like she was way cooler of a character. Yeah, she's a cool character. I liked her character like, she was a lot. Funny, she was goofy. Like she, like she, she was like more. clearly lying, and like Bond either was gullible because he was she was pretty or gullible because he's been gone for a long time, or she actually only was trained for three three weeks. But she can't be because we know how she acted, so she's clearly lying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a history there, and like that character was, and it's not. Or Phoebe Waller Bridges is a terrible writer. A terrible writer, which hey, on in the story. Which, hey, so you know, which, hey, you know, just throwing it. I will out gladly get to that point after I say some positives. Hey, I'm down for some positives. Yeah. I mean, I think the number one positive that I have is that uh, I really, it was unexpected. I don't know why it was unexpected for me because of how much they were calling you to send off, but I really like what they did with Bond's character in this movie a lot. Yeah. 
Especially after, like, the fucking garbage fire that was Spectre. Somehow they were able to take that storyline and make it into something that was meaningful and, like, gave a little bit more... Because I think, I think I'd read this a little bit beforehand, but, like, these whole series of Bond movies as a whole have done a lot more to explore, like, Bond as a character than has been seen in, like, the past, sure. you know, whatever however long it was before Craig took over, like, 50 years sure. or whatever. Um, they did a lot more to explore Bond as a character. And I think this one in particular, with Leia Sardot's character and the fact that, like, he basically has a kid mm-hmm. at this point, is, like, it does a lot to explore, like, his legacy and, like, what he's leaving behind and, like, what Craig's character as Bond means, like, in this universe of stories. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a really fitting send off for him. I think I really, really enjoyed what they were able to do with him a lot. Um, and I definitely didn't expect him to get fucking vaporized. Yeah, I, so. I, I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I would, I would definitely add an asterisk to that and say that I, I enjoy it. I think, I think I, I liked that the idea of diving into the man behind the myth. I liked all that mm-hmm. stuff, but I still don't think it was an, it was good, good enough for me to give it all props on that because it wasn't. It was yeah. so rushed. The idea. Yeah, was so I mean, rushed. I think, I think the problem with that a lot of a lot of the rushness of that is the fact that half of this movie is dealing with trying to get rid of the problem that was Spectre, yeah. and so I think really you get like half the movie that is like a Spectre epilogue, and then it's really not until basically the scene with Blofeld that you actually get into like the real no time to die movie yeah. in and of itself. Cause that's when it really, cause that whole scene where Rami Malek finally shows up at present day with Leia Sardot is really what kicks off the main Sorry. plot really with him and uh, all his, all his shit. And going back to what you said at the very beginning of the episode of this feeling like a traditional bond movie, I think that's the thing that stuck out the most to me. Cause if you look at all the other, Bond movie or Craig movies in this series, they're all like pseudo like high tech, like cyber terrorism security type of shit. And this one is like, he's got a bioweapon. He's going to use it to take over the world. Like that is such a traditional Bond villain and Bond plot. It hit that nostalgia that I felt from like Brosnan and Moore and like those older Bond villain type yeah. of archetypes like Rami Malek's Bond villain felt so much into that like it just felt like a more traditional Bond movie in and of itself just yeah. around that around that framework right yeah I definitely want to put a pin in that particular point because I want to come back to that character for sure um but talking about yeah. the um the theme about the movie like betrayal and like trust and legacy mm-hmm. I like all those themes I like that they wanted to dive into those themes for Bond uh, yeah, but it goes right back, and this is a positive turn to a negative, and it's not really, but it's the fact that for future movies, if they want to do a character study, they really have to make it make sense. Because going back to mm-hmm. Casino and Quantum, yeah. we talked about when we did them those that review. M keeps saying, Bond, or no, the previous M, Bond, you're on a rampage. Mm-hmm. Bond, you need help. Bond, you're still the grieving. And I did not feel that he was grieving over Vesper's death. I didn't feel it. Mm. I don't feel it. I don't feel like it matters to him at all. 
throughout the, any of these movies, I, except for that they, they keep telling me that it matters, but I don't see it. Nothing he's doing makes me feel like he actually gives a shit. Yeah, I think this one was... Because really, the only other time they'd mentioned Vesper up until this movie was the brief stint in Spectre with Mr. White. But Quantum was really like the last time that they really like really dove into that. But I think this movie exemplified overall that, yeah, they were really trying to like force force it that like he's really heartbroken over Vesper. And then you've got like Leia Sardo's character being like, I know you're still hung up on yeah. Vesper. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I don't think he is at all. There, there, there like, been... He doesn't mention her at all. The only time he, she's mentioned is when other people bring her if, up. If, 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 like any other movie or book or comic or anything, when this mm -hmm. that would happen, there would be a scene of the character having a flashback where they're laughing or looking at a picture of Bond does not do that once. So yeah. how am I supposed to believe that he actually has? remorse or feelings for this character except for you telling me that which does not make me believe it which yeah. means that the screenwriting is shit no i mean i mean i think the problem is not the individual movie screenwriting as a whole i think it goes back to the fact that and i think this is an even earlier adopter of it not in the same sense of like a cinematic universe but i think the main problem with this, and I think the problem that I think you're talking about that exemplifies this, is that there clearly was no roadmap for oh, what yeah. they're doing for these five movies. Yeah. And I think overall, to alleviate your point, it would have made more sense if they'd had a roadmap. So that way you don't feel like you get to the third or the fourth movie and then they have this fucking secret organization with yeah. underneath an organization twist yeah. that basically invalidates the writing of the three movies before it. And I think that having a roadmap would alleviate that. Cause then you could plant those seeds yeah. earlier on in your first couple of yeah. movies that like there isn't, there's more under the surface than what these movies are giving you. And then you can get to that point where this is what's hiding underneath the surface. Oh, I, I agree. But I also think that those, the movies are written bad. I'll give you an example. End of Quantum of Solace, right? Mm -hmm. What what is the scene that Bond and what does that scene look like after he after Bond confronts the fake boyfriend of Vesper that, that set her up? What is what was that scene? He has the gun. He tells the girl from Castle, the show Castle, to leave and to call your agency. Is that her? Yeah. Call call your agency. You've been fucking duped. Has the gun pointed yeah. on him. Cuts to M outside. You're expecting to hear gunshot. He doesn't pull the trigger. He walks outside, tells M. She goes, are you good now? He goes, I'm good now. And he fucking leaves, right? <laughs> Flash forward to the end of fucking Spectre. What's the fucking end scene? M looks at Bond. Bond has the gun pointing at Blowfield. What does Bond do? Not pull the trigger. Looks at M, walks away. It's the same fucking scene with the same fucking emotions. That doesn't matter because mm -hmm. Bond did that two movies ago. So you're not, you're not as a character, they're not writing him to grow at all. Until the last movie, which is this movie. There's no growth of mm -hmm. him going through grief. They don't show him progressing but through grief at all. Once again, I would say that that is the roadmap problem, which is the fact that since they don't have a set plan in mind for what they're trying to do over these course of movies, then of course you're going to get in these situations where I think in the beginning, I don't know if this is necessarily true or not, um, 
But I feel like in the beginning they were trying to, especially from Quantum Casino to Royale, or fuck, from Casino to Quantum, they were trying to have some sort of growth take place. It's not entirely obvious, and I don't think that they succeed in whatever growth they were trying to do in Quantum. Mm -hmm. But then you get to, yes, like Skyfall and Spectre, and with... Without having a plan in mind, it's clear that they don't know what growth they even like want to have them like what growth they even want to have them have. No, sure. Which I think really. it just it just keeps going back to the roadmap thing where I think once you I think for their next series for sure they have to have a clear plan of what they have what the what the what they want to have in mind. And I think that's I mean it's a problem that we're seeing with all series nowadays. If unless you're gonna make a series of unconnected stories that are just set with that same character. If you're trying to make a, a series wide arc, you have to have a roadmap of what you're doing. Otherwise it's just not no going to work. It's not going to make sense. No roadmap. I don't care, but this is this, the point that I'm making is the roadmap, the roadmap we need. We know we need the roadmap. We know that has to happen. If you're going to do this, we know, we know that we, we both agree right. on that. The point is the screenwriters should have looked at two scripts before they wrote their script and went, huh, we wrote the same Ooh, scene. They pulled the Ryan Johnson. We wrote the same to? scene again with the same characters' titles, M and Bond, M and Bond. We wrote the, with the same emotional journey, and it doesn't matter. I guess the reasoning could be, not that this is an excuse for him, no. but I guess the reasoning could be that it's a new M. Sure. So he hasn't actually had that emotional journey sure. with that M. So apparently that requires them to repeat the same scene over again with a new M. Maybe. I mean, it doesn't make, it's still shit. And when it, when, it, when that when that comes to No Time to Die, now, like, it makes me feel like we had a duology of movies and then a, and a trilogy of movies with a theme applying to all five of them. You know what I'm saying? Like Quantum and Casino were a duology. That's still that's Vesper yeah, no, story. Yeah, I agree that those two are definitely like and attached at the hip. Skyfall, Spectre, No Time to Die are a trilogy because they're all really close related. Even though Vesper's a theme through all five of them, a theme, they a theme. Is she really? I feel like she's not even mentioned in but Skyfall. Every movie, it's like I took your, you lost your lady. Now you're losing your next lady. You lost this person. You lost this person. Now you're gonna lose this person. But that's a Spectre thing that you're trying to like attach. No, 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 no. That's what fucking Harvey Bardem says. Well, that's about M. That's really, I, I, I really don't. Vesper's not really a, which is another part of the roadmap thing where it's like if they're trying to make Vesper this like overarching thing that is in all of his movies. She's not in Skyfall. I'm pretty, like, I'm not pretty sure it's Bardem not like, says it's not a thing. I'm pretty sure Bardem's when he's giving one of his monologues is like, you know, all you this person dies and now I'm gonna take M. And then I'm pretty sure Blofeld says it again in the following movie, being like, I was the person Maybe who did I just that. Attached to Blofeld because it's so painfully obvious when he's like, I don't know. I don't remember Harvey Bardem saying anything about. About Vesper, I remember him mostly focusing on M, but I mean, I mean, I, he might have mentioned Vesper in passing, where it's like the every woman that you touch dies thing, yeah. or something like that, maybe. But that, even then, that's like I don't know. That could apply to like so many other women besides Vesper, like literally every other woman it, it, Bond touch, except in this it movie, should. like almost none of the women. 
None of the Why women does Bond not care about the fucking lady from Casino Royale who gets murdered on the beach? Why doesn't he care? Why does he not care about the lady from Quantum of Solace who's literally oil, like oil, oil alive? Why is these are the people who work for him? Why does he not care? Because the screenwriters fucking suck. That's why. You know? So if Bond Well, I'll tell you why, because the screenwriters wanted to do a goldfinger yeah. where the gold was painted yeah. into oil. They're like, what do what do we do instead of gold? What if it's yeah. oil? So when it comes to No Time to Die, and I'm supposed to care about his relationship, which I don't. I don't. I think it's very good for Bond's journey to end to the ending. I think if it was, if this was a, if this wasn't the I last think movie, the relationship that's more interesting to me is not him and Leia, but him and his daughter. I don't even care about that. My, I'm thinking if this was any other movie but the last movie, I, I would be like, this is terrible, because because you guys were together for half a movie before this, you don't know each other. Which is typical Bond shit, right? Same thing with Vesper. Yeah. Same, same thing with Vesper. But since it's the last movie, okay, okay, okay. The themes they're going for, I'm going to latch on to them. He felt betrayed by her. He felt betrayed by everybody else. We know as audience that she didn't betray him. We never once thought for a minute that she betrayed him. We fucking know that. That's terrible screenwriting. You didn't trick me. She tells him at the beginning of the movie that she's pregnant. She fucking tells you by tapping her stomach on the train. We all fucking saw it. We all know. Just Bond, the super secret spy, didn't fucking see it. Oh, I definitely she didn't went, see that shit. He's like, never see him again. Boom. And she goes. And then fucking starts walking after. We all, if you pay attention to that shit. Oh, I they definitely didn't tell see you. It. At I definitely the didn't of the movie, and we know. And not once when look, Jason, you're a better movie watcher than I am, then because I definitely and then when didn't you catch fucking, on. And when at, at the end when they fucking see the kid, and she's like, "It's not yours." Not one person. Well, fooled. I knew when she said it yeah. wasn't his that she. Fucking not one lied. person is like, fooled. Definitely his kid. Not one person's fooled. You're like, we know that's yeah. that's an old ass trope. Um, yeah. So in that context, I'm cool with it because I know it's the end. They're trying to give Bond an extra meaning for legacy and passing on in the betrayal and then the reapproval of that, of that love. I'm okay with that. It's fine in the context of the final movie for Daniel Craig. Right. Mm. But my question is this, Zach. Okay. What does Rami Malek want? He wants, he wants to, uh, why does he want her? I don't know why he, why does he want her? He says some shit. He makes some vague reasoning of like I saved you and yeah. because he saved her life, she's like connected yeah. to him somehow. I don't his reasoning did not make a lot of sense. It was some weird like hippy dippy bullshit yeah. where he's like, You people who lives connected, you save yeah, are like just you, as connected yeah. to you as people whose lives you take or something yeah. like that. Like even more so because they're still alive and breathing and they know I assume the your leasing is like she knows that he saved her life and so he has I don't know why apparently that has like some sort of power over her or some shit like that all I know is that uh, literally all I know is that he wants to use a virus to kill a bunch of people because yeah. he's a psycho literally, I don't know if he just didn't involve her he would have probably he's also like a mega weed yeah, so if he, I'm fine if he with just that. didn't involve her at all he would have succeeded because Bond they would never have found his base well, that's like all these movies where it's like the whole Spectre plot is like, why would you purposely have a yeah, meeting in a place yeah. where you know that he could yeah. find it? Like, if you just had your meeting in a normal place that was hidden from everybody, like, you would have been able to still do whatever yeah. the fuck you wanted I, to do. I, I give, I give. You never would have been able to find your meeting. I, I really give 
old Bond villains credit or credits too because it's old hokey Bond. I don't yeah. give modern day Bond villains credit because it's we're past the age of hokiness. And the idea of like you you want to take this girl and her kid for no apparent reason, it doesn't make sense. And then you let the kid go? Well, he wanted to raise the... I, I got it at first when he was capturing the kid and he was like, I'm going to raise your child yeah. as like the some sort of yeah. like revenge or whatnot. He's like, I'm going to raise your child as my child. That makes sense. And Does then he let go? her go. And I was like... Why would doesn't you let make, her go? Like, sense. The whole point is, like, I don't care if she bit you. Like, just slap no, the shit out of her. On. Like, you're a bad guy. Like, why are you against hold killing on. this child? Oh, even taking the kid, how, that doesn't make sense either. I mean, I get it from the revenge standpoint of, like, I would raise, like, you ra- he would basically raise her kid to be, like, evil. Yeah, but he like he, sa- he saved them. He saved fucking, what's her name? Madeline. Like, you could just, you could just yeah, kill her. Yeah, but then her. he was in that scene where he was going to make her drink the poison yeah, no, tea. Yeah, no, I get that, but like... Why save her when she was a kid? You could just kill her whenever you want them if you want revenge for your family. It just makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get oh, that. Hold on. Also, she's Mr. White's daughter. Yeah. You're telling me this motherfucker couldn't find Mr. White in fucking 20 years? Bond found him in two fucking seconds, Inspector. Well, to be honest, he hadn't found him before Spectre for like however long But he wasn't been really looking, though. Since Quantum of Solace. He wasn't looking like that, though. He should have been. You tell me this guy. He acted inspector like this, he still hated his fucking guts. I'm sure he hates him, but this dude, Ryan Mollock's character, Selfie, whatever his name is, Selvi. You tell me, dude. I don't, I don't think I heard his with, name with like all, even once. All his it's the same thing as we applied to every other the last three Bond villains. With all their connections, he couldn't find this bitch ass. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, I think it's part of the fact that like, I think these Bond movies is not. I think the strangest part about these is that they're trying to set them in modern times, but they're not taking into in account what modern t- technology is like. Or they're, and also they're not, they're not updating the villain template. Well, that's what I'm yeah, saying. They, like they, they ha- updating updating for them for like taking taking into account if these villains are in the modern yeah. world, they should know this and this and this or and this. It's... And then you have to ride around them knowing this and this and this. Well, it's the same thing I mentioned last week with uh, Blofeld. It's like, to, you don't have to have it be he's trying to get revenge on Bond because of his, because he got adopted. That's fucking dumb. Uh, you don't have to write that Selfie or Selvi or whatever his name is wants to, for some apparent reason, kidnap Madeline and her kids so he can get revenge. When, even though he could get revenge for 20 years. It, it makes no sense. Just say... They're madmen, and they want to make money by destroying the world. That's perfectly feasible. Well, outside of him kidnapping the daughter, that's basically what he said. Yeah, but why kidnap the daughter then? You know what I mean? They're just tacking on this extra stuff, so Bond well, can go there. Well, I assume at that point, it basically becomes the fact that, like, Bond cares yes, about them. exactly. And then... He also knows that it's Bond's daughter. For yes. some reason, he knows that it's Bond's kid. Yeah. So he's like, all right, that's like the extra yeah. turn, in the, turn of the screws. But so. it's not like he has any grief with Bond versus Bond just being there. So it's even there. It's kind of like... Bond's fucking up his yeah, plans. Exactly. So like, make a madman wants to make money by selling this mass destructive virus. That's all you need for Bond to kick in the gear. You know, but you, I get you have to have the crossroads of stuff... But just when you when you well, you also have to set up the ending. Yeah, yeah sure. But when you when you well. fucking like lay it all out, you're like, man, this is so 
poorly like conceived and it's because the bad guys are so weak when you when they they build all these characters to make them seem like they're so more in in depth and like have layers and they're not just crazy guys but like in real life you can just have a crazy guy and that's real life you know and that's fine because bond can just kill a bad guy who wants to kill people for money you can just do that um, I get yeah. the reasoning to have them converge on a single point and to have Bond stay. I get, I completely understand the reasoning for that whole scenario. I get that. Um, but I feel like, and this just goes back all the way to Lashif, not even talking about this roadmap, but just purely on the way they write these bad guys. Mm. I just feel like there's, like, I feel like Lashif had, the, it was the only one that had an actual goal, which is like, hey, I have to get money. I have to yeah. win this game because I'm fucked. Yeah, no, like, well, I mean, yeah, you've got the whole mach- scene in Casino Royale where, like, he basically almost fucking dies because yeah. he lost all that money playing poker. So he has urgency and it bites him in the ass. Yeah. Green from the second movie, it, no urgency. He's just hanging out. He's wearing fucking cool ass shirts, fucking on the water, hanging wearing out. Wearing fucking loosey goosey yeah. Hawaiian shirts, acting like, you know, he's just stealing everybody's water. And then so that's cool. All the Spectre, like the most recent Spectre guys, Harvey Bardem could have killed M whenever he fucking wanted to. Didn't do it. Blowfield, same thing. Didn't do it. Robin Malek, same thing. Didn't do it. If if his goal was for the for Madeline and the daughter, didn't do it whenever he wanted to. Obviously his goal is mostly for the destruction, the sell stuff. I get that. Right? So I'm I'm fine yeah. with that. They're just not updating these characters' goals to met because they're putting all the focus on this Bond thing, which we finally mm. get in this movie, which is great. I'm all happy to have Bond have depth because I think it's great because Bond's not just a super spy guy. You can have yeah. him have, you know, true detective esque like effects yeah. to, to his brain, and that's, that's perfect. We didn't get enough of that or long enough because to me, like we talked mm. about a second ago or a little while ago, that those girls being killed that just no Bond. That shit fucking weigh on him a lot. Yeah. You know, like, that girl being fucking old, alive, whatever, that should be like, whoa, holy shit, that's crazy. You yeah. Know, the girl on the beach, that should be a fucking, yo, all I did was sleep with her and her husband's over there, and she's fucking dead. Yeah. That should, like, really be impacted if we're gonna go that... Well, he definitely killed her husband, yeah. so... If we're, if we're so gonna go older. that route for Bond and him having, like, some sort of deterioration of the brain and being full of rage, next time, if we're gonna do that, we got really have to write that script hard to like kind of show mm. that and maybe have him the fucking scene in, in no time to die where uh her, him in 007 she's like oh you know i haven't had a drink in so long she's like oh that's surprising what are you talking about what are you talking about not one time in any of these movies do i think bond has a drinking problem yeah he drinks a lot in in, in uh in skyfall he's drinking a lot right at the beginning of the movie he has the beard. He's retired or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that's. Yeah. He's basically living on an island. I mean, he's basically like this beginning of this yeah. movie. Like he's living on an island by himself. But he's not. And, yeah, like, he's going to a bar it, and like getting drunk. He's not like an like alcoholic. That, he's also like not in MI6. Yeah. And it's like basically like dead. He's just so. island living. He's not like an alcoholic. And if they're trying to yeah. imply that they don't really do that well. So, so I don't know. I mean, I guess the assumption would be that I don't think they justify this. Yeah. But from the pop culture standpoint, oh sure, sure, which doesn't make any sense to like write 
in your script from like a pop culture standpoint, but from a pop culture standpoint, everybody always yeah. thinks that Bond's out all stuff, yeah. just like drinks and sleeps with women. Yeah. So, and I completely understand that. It's just that again, dialogue between characters. You're gonna give it to me. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason, like, as a character, she should think that like Bond's. You don't even alcoholic. fucking know him. You don't even fucking know the yeah. guy. Also, he's retired, yeah. so like, even if he is alcoholic, Who what cares? the fuck does it matter? Yeah, he's not doing nothing. Um, he's living on an island by himself, catching fish and looking like a badass. So fuck right. off. So I want to go back and and switch gears to to positive land. Okay. I feel like we were semi-positive, semi-negative. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, it's just things that I've noticed, for sure. Uh, okay. I do really, really, and I want to give props to the whitest Asian guy in the land. Dude, he, they shot the fuck out of this movie. This movie, it looks really it looks fucking great. good. It looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. It, it, not only, like, the basic, like, cinematography stuff, but... Um, and I think this is the thing that I kind of raised concerns to you, I think, before I watch it. And I think I raised concerns last week too, which is just that the action scenes in this movie are that oneer so much that better. Fake oneer. Which one? When he's climbing the tower. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that oneer for sure. That, yeah. that oneer. Well, that's like yeah, yeah, like the fucking basically that's like the daredevil hallway scene, but with a, that's, a spiral. That's the whitest Asian man being like, "Yo, I've seen Old Boy, I've seen Daredevil, yeah. I've seen The Punisher." I can do my can hallway one, wonder. But I'm going to go this. up. I've seen the raid, but we're going to go up. Yeah. You know what? I've seen these hallway scenes, but you know what they don't got? Verticality. Verticality yeah. So I got that. Um, I think the No, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think the, the, yeah, the strongest thing for this movie was sure, for sure, outside of like the thematic stuff with Bond and whatnot is, is yeah, it looks amazing. And so much of the action even if there is CGI in it, it's not clearly CGI like it was in fucking Spectre. I'm sure there is CGI in there, but it's not fucking obvious like it was in Spectre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hidden much better. And I think even if there is some, I think dude, there's just so much more of this that is actual practical stuff. And it just, it just is so clear when stuff is actually in camera and when it's not. Sure. And it just looks so much better when it's in Absolutely. camera. Absolutely. Completely. Especially for an action movie like this. Completely. And that's exactly why I complain about 007 shooting a submachine gun with one hand. Because it's like yeah. it's action stuff. And that stuff is supposed to be believable. It's supposed to be storytelling. Yeah. It's storytelling, right? And yeah. the moment you fail in that, as an action fan who takes the work of Jackie Chan very seriously... The work of Bruce yeah. Lee very seriously, Jet Li very seriously, Samuel Hung very seriously, Tony Jaa very seriously. You know, if you don't complete that side of the story, then your package of the character is completely gone to me. It, I don't believe you. Daniel Craig got in shape, stayed in shape, got ripped, complained the whole time. We all know that. Complained the whole time. 15 years. Complained. Complained that he hated doing it. It's yeah. his, his, his worst role ever. He fucking can't stand being 15 years complained every single fucking time. And then came in there, yeah. and he fucking acted his ass off. Acted yeah. his ass off. No matter how much he hated it, he still put in the he work. acted his ass off in this movie. He really fucking gave a shit, and it's clear. Yeah. Um, the physicality part, he was he looked great. All the action scenes with Bond in particular was were great. You know what the weirdest part about him is about him being great? Is that in Skyfall, so much of that movie is the fact that He'd been gone for like a couple months and they're like five years. Damn dude. 
you're out of shape. Yeah. You can't believe it. You can't even be like double. Like you failed these test scores. Like you can't be 007 yeah. anymore. You go to this one. He's like been gone for five years and he jumps back in. He's like, yeah, bitch. I ain't I, missed I step. took it as this. He knew that to keep looking over his shoulder this time. So he was like still rowing his boat and fishing and like, you know, mm. staying because he gets out of the water. He's still super in shape. So I took it as last time he was shot. He was rehabbing. He was drinking. He's relaxing. Say, fuck this. And this time he was like, look, even the girl I love betrayed me. So I can't give up. I can't like quit doing this. That's how I took it. Mm. Right. They never say that. If you just go by mm. the movie logic, he should be having a fucking heart attack, you know, first fight scene. Right. Or whatever the hell. Yeah. Um, but he's great. And even though I was harping on 007 in those action scenes, I love that she matched the character, the character's kind of like persona of like 007, mm. the title. I like that she was super cocky. Um, mm. I, I understand the rivalry between the two of them. I, I, I'm okay with that. I think it's well done for the most part. Yeah, I think overall, I really didn't have as many problems with her as I thought I was going to have. I think she did a fair enough job. And yeah, I mean, outside of like some of the problems in her action scene, which is that really she's just not uh, a physical 007, which like we'd seen with Craig up to this point, she's really more hands off and she's it seems much more like, you know, uh, gun focused, whereas Daniel Craig Bond is not afraid to like get up in a bitch's face and like tear him a new one. Again, you're double seven. You can't just shoot again all the time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, outside of that, I mean, I really, really liked her a lot and I liked her. I really, yeah, I liked the personality that she brought to 007. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I liked her the little bit of like, not even cockiness, but like the, uh, the, um, vulnerability or, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, vulnerability or, um, I can't think of the word, but basically her, like her worry, her worrying about like bond being back in the saddle, like her being like obsolete wow. basically. And like trying to like prove herself to M that like, she's worthy of having the double O title. Now that like the actual double O sevens like yeah. back. In the saddle. And, and, so and like, that, and I like that fucking case. Like she fucking didn't prove shit. <laughs> she, no. she didn't prove jack shit. Because Bond still did everything better. Which we know is going to happen. I mean, he's, he basically saved the whole world yeah. at the end. So, yeah. I, and that goes back to, too. Like, I think that I would have really liked it if we saw her. I don't say we need to have her do like those anime scenes where like she fights the main character and they're like, they stand, they're on a standstill. I don't need that. Yeah. But I would have loved to see her like in that glass room with the sign at the end, like take out some guys physically um, to show that she can do that. Because to me, that's like you are double O and the job's going to also sometimes be the bathroom scene from Casino Royale. That's yeah. the first kill, you know, so we have to be able to see that. If, if, the, if the goal is to have her, and they, never, they haven't said yet, obviously, but if the goal is to have her future on, I need mm -hmm. to the fucking opening scene to the next one that's her in it. It's her, like, fucking yeah. Robert Pattinson Batman. Like, you know what I mean? Doing something to make me believe that she she's yeah. going to put the work into, like, do somersaults and roles. And hell, mm -hmm. even fucking Gene Wilder did a role in Willy Wonka. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, come on. She took no pratfalls, no nothing, no fucking bumps. 
You know what I mean? She didn't want to try to fake the audience out yeah. to whether or not she was really crippled or not, so she didn't try didn't to nothing. do a fall at all. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I tell you what, dude, the uh, what I hated the most about this movie, mm. and, I'm, and I'm facetious, man, why you gotta kill Felix like that, dude? Honestly, I was not happy with the way they dealt with Felix. Yeah. I'm like. I like Jeffrey Wright a lot, and I think his Felix has been like... I mean, he wasn't in... Spectre. He was in... He was an Inspector, Skyfall? was he? Was, I, don't think he, I don't think he'd been in a movie since, like, Quantum. No, he was in Skyfall, maybe, right? Was he Inspector? I can't remember. He was not in one of the movies. I think it might have been Spectre, actually. Yeah, I'm trying to think why. Because I don't know why he would have been Inspector. Yeah, I don't see. I don't think so. Why? I'm trying to think why, why would he be in. What was the scene in Skyfall? Oh, the plane scene. The plane scene. Who's in the plane with with David Harbor? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It, no, that's, that's Quantum. Quantum. That's Quantum. I'm trying to think of what he was in because I think he was in Skyfall. I just can't remember off the top of my Did head. Did he just call him? What the Is context? A phone was. call scene. Might have been. Hold on. Let me see which movie. Let me just see which movies he was in, and then we can judge from there. Let's see. Mm. Okay. No time to die. He was in. What was it? Twenty sixteen. When was Skyfall? Was that twenty sixteen? Yeah, no, Skyfall's twenty twelve. 2012. Okay, so he was an inspector. 2012. Oh, he wasn't in Skyfall. Okay, so he's only in the two of them. Three though. Okay. He was just in Quantum Casino and the Time to Die. It feels like he was bigger than that. It feels like he was in four and he was just missing out on one. But I guess he was just missing out in. Either way, I feel like I really feel like he should have lived. Yeah, it felt weird to have him die off like that. I feel that. like of all the characters that we've seen in the movies with Craig, he's like the most squirrely one who would have survived. Yeah. I agree and with also, that. like, this goes... It seemed like he had the... Feel, it felt like he definitely was the one that had the... He had the smarts to know, like, when he was in over his yeah. head and he would have been able to yeah. see the situation and, and, and get out I also feel like, it. and this goes back to my point about... about M and Vesper and all stuff and Bond being mad like his his best friend kind of really like in the world of spying gets killed bef- in front of him and he like has to watch him die and like leave his body in the ocean and like mm-hmm. even then like he's not really mad even the way he kills the guy with the car wasn't very really wasn't even that aggressive I don't know. That's kind of brutal. Yeah, you just like let an entire car yeah, fall on but top of the guy. I'm I'm all about the way the way way he dies. Right, it's, I'm fine with it. Yeah. But like, you don't think you should? Have, there's there are other ways to make that seem more out of revenge. Yeah, I mean, I would. I get what you're saying, where it's not super aggressive in that aspect. Like it's more of a tacit type of thing. But I think the writing was a little more aggressive to kind of like make up for it. See, I, I, on the opposite, Maybe. I think they they, they they did what they did a half measure, like I like mm. you know, 
I'm all, I'm cool the way he dies. I mean, they didn't mm-hmm. confirm the way he dies. He could still be fucking alive. I don't fucking know. But, like, the point is that, like... I guess you could survive yeah, getting a whole car. But the point is, like, put on it's like both times they, they act like... And not in this movie, but and like they act like Bond's enraged, but like he never really goes enraged. Okay, so this is uh, four episodes now. I have to ask this question now. Do you think that that's a problem with the script, or do you think that's a problem with Daniel Craig as an actor, at, where at, he's not conveying I, at that this point, Bond is enraged? At this point, I think it's both. I don't. Mm. I don't. I think Craig is. I don't think Craig's range is that great. Maybe. Mm. But I think also the, it's, the script is not adequately portraying anger in the way that I would think that a super spy assassin would take the revenge if they keep telling... If the world keeps telling us, Bond, you're going crazy. But I just see him being like, poo, 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 poo. That's not crazy to me. Um, mm. Even by even with the specially trained military, the Punisher, the Punisher fighting the guys in the gym. Zach, after this episode's finished, just go to YouTube and watch Punisher season two gym fight scene. Punisher season one, the prison fight scene. Like that's rage, right? Yeah. Like you fucked with me. And I'm gonna fuck you up. Well, that's just like Daredevil season two, the prison fight scene, right? With the Punisher, right? Yeah. So it's like. I'm not saying James. Is there also a prison fight scene? Fight scene in season one of Punisher? Uh, no, I'm I'm saying that one. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. um, but the point being, like, I'm not saying that Bond is that can be in Bond and be adequately done or make sense. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you're going to tell me Bond's mad, show me Bond's mad in a way, right? Mm. And that applies to No Time to Die too. Like he tells M that you no. Know, Light, light, Felix is dead. They have the little moment, and then you crush a guy with a car. That's fine, but like, watch him get crushed by the car. Just have that scene pull back. He he dumps the car. He watches Felix die in his arms and drown. You watch the guy get crushed. Yeah, I think the fact that the the actual death of it is a little segmented is a little yeah, weird. You, yeah, you can do the same mo- motion, but you, he watches the guy get killed by the car and have a full. Don't no, no have to watch his face. You can or be tied in his face and have the same scene play out, or the same shot of him back wide shot. Car smashes him and Bond's crouching, watching, and he gets up and leaves. The point being, like he watched his friend die and then f- drown into mm-hmm. the ether. Reverse same shot of him watching the person that did that get crushed and then leave the ether. To me, that's like equal balance of brutality, right? Yeah. No, I get that. I think it's just it's the it's the fact that like all these scripts for all a lot of these movies, and I'm not saying I could do better. I'm a fucking movie fan who watches movies for fucking fun. My point being, like thematically, they're giving me these themes, right? But they're just like they're just like tapping on the door of my of these themes. Like, you know, you watch Welcome for a Dream; those themes hit you in the fucking throat and then kick you in the nuts, right? That's those are themes, bro. Right, and Bond's like, we're right. gonna give you some things a little bit to make you seem like we're a, a deep Bond movie. But in the same aspect, with Bond being an action movie, do you really want them to be like Requiem no, for Dream, uh, like kick you in of, the fucking of balls? Of course not. The but Batman can do it. Fucking a guy in a bat costume did it. 
for three movies. Yeah. A guy in a bat costume did it. Uh, uh bat armor. Oh, bat armor. Please. Fine, right? But my point being, like, fucking Captain America can do it. Bucky in a TV show on Disney Plus can do it. So James Bond, with all the money they have from Aston Martin and Omega Watches, they can take the time to develop themes more for their main character. I mean, it's obviously over now. It don't fucking matter. But the point being, like, if you're going to give me a little taste... Oh, it's not over. They're definitely going to do another one. So oh, hopefully yeah. they can take some some lessons going well, hey, forward. Hey, fucking but... Bond, guys. Watch my shit. Just tell me. Let me know. Give me a credit. Watch your whole give episode. Give me a credit, and... you know. Uh, oh, speaking a little bit, uh, you talked about it earlier, and I've been saving it up for a pause. Um, speaking of Daniel Craig's range in this movie, I felt like so many times it felt like he was like trying or just tapping into the character from like Knives Out. I kept getting that aspect where he's like trying to be that character, but without the like accent. Kentucky Fried Chicken accent. And I was like, why are you trying to be like this detective character from this other movie in your like delivery and like the way that you're dictating these lines? It's very strange dichotomy where I was like, I feel like this is like the detective character, but as James Bond. And that's very strange for me to be thinking in a James Bond movie. You know, at the end of the movie, it just made me feel like Look, this is the most quality movie they've made. How come it took us till the end to to figure some of this out? It is out? very strange. It's like, yeah, like the last movie is like, like oh shit, let's get our shit together. The overall yeah. package is like us overall. They're like, package oh dude, we gotta we gotta get this. Shit. Casino Royale is great, but that back half of Casino Royale is fucking terrible. Awesome. No payoff for the Chief Death. Casino Royale Casino Royale would have been it better if you'd ended it with the Chief stuff. And if Bond did it. Well, that too. Yeah. You can't have you can't have the movie end with Bond because the that movie really ends with Bond being a loser. You know. Yeah, he basically loses everything, He's just a loser. and then he like has to come crawling back to MI6, and like, it's like, oh, like, I will actually after the Vesper scene, like it's like, yeah, dude, you couldn't even kill the bad guy. Like you got you were a bitch. <laughs> you couldn't even do that. I mean, I guess they try to get it back with the the fucking Capture. shit where he like shoots yeah. Mr. White, but then you get to the second movie and it's like, oh yeah, but he doesn't keep Mr. Yeah. White, so like he's still a little bitch. Exactly. So, so I, I yeah, I mean, as as the ending to the movies that we did get, yeah, excuse me, perfectly fine, perfectly yeah. fine. I have no complaints in terms of like that. Like, I mean, I have qualms and stuff like that. And I think there's definitely things wrong with the movies. But with the way that well, from what we have for four movies, I don't know what else they could have done to make me like much happier. Um, yeah. Because there's not much they could do to make it to to really do much else besides hit on those themes harder. But then you have mm-hmm. to sacrifice the comedic stuff, which yeah, general audiences would appreciate more. So yeah, I think this was also like I I would say yeah definitely for sure this was like the most accessible movie to the general public yeah. of a James Bond movie like this felt like very much in the vein of like what people like to see nowadays with like the Marvel formula this felt like a pseudo Marvel like, look, formula dude, my uh, my fiance has never seen a single James Bond movie 
right? Yeah. So I, I broke it down for her. I was like, hey, this was happened. Right? We're, we're going to watch Casino and then Skyfall and Spectre or just Spectre. And we'll watch those two and we'll get you primed up and ready. Well, we didn't even do that. So I was like, okay, in the car, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to tell you what happens and here's all that matters. He has a girlfriend. She betrays him. She dies. He fucking, that's it. <laughs> his boss gets killed. His The main bad guy who says he did everything is his stepbrother, but not really. But he's mad for no reason. We don't understand why. That's all you need to know. Out of the movie, she goes, yeah, that was super easy to understand. There's there yeah. nothing deep about that movie. I was like, I know, but they're trying. They were trying to make it deep. At least in, in yeah. the sense of like giving depth to the character, obviously. But with that, with yeah. what we got, I walked out of the theater and said, okay, I don't know how else they could have done it. And I'm perfectly fine with the way it ended. I'm fine with Bond dying. I'm fine with the way that he dies. I'm cool with all that. Yeah. I have no problem with that whole end sequence. I have problems with the bad guy, the bad guy's motivations, uh, the relationship between Bond and Madeline. Those are superfluous because what we got is what we got. And there's yeah. no way they were going to be able to fix that between Spectre and No Time to Die. There's no fucking way. So what we got was what we got. And I'm okay with that. Ending makes sense. It's cohesive. They wrap it all up at a point where I go, okay, you know what? I have a lot of questions still, but you know what? I'm not going to ask them because they kill Blofeld and Spectre's all dead. And they literally were like, just, how can we just fucking bucket list us off? They were like, none of your questions matter because we know all this shit's stupid. So we're just going to get rid exactly. of it all. So yeah. You would... I mean, I think, I mean, I think not to cut no, you off fine, a little bit, but I mean, I think the biggest thing going back to what your girlfriend said about this movie being easy to digest and them trying to make this a deep movie. And this is like really the deepest bomb movie oh, yeah. that we've got so far. So I really feel like that tells you much about the series as the whole yeah. and like exactly <laughs> what's writing in those other movies exactly. is like where it's like you get to this movie and this is like this is the most like deep and compelling Bond has and been not, in 60 years. Let's not get twisted, dude. All the old Bond shit, if I was trying yeah. to review them the way that I review this movie – it would be the same exact shit, right? Yeah. The difference is those movies came out then. So I look at those movies through the lens of that kind of movie. Camp, yeah. all that kind of shit. I don't look at these movies that way because they are not. They were not trying to make them that way. No, they are trying to be serious. These movies, movies watched Jason Bourne went, we are going to do that. They watched Jason Bourne and they watched Mission Impossible and they're like, we're going to do but that. But the reality is, is for all the shit I give about Jason Bourne movies because I think they're shot like crap. When Bourne gets met... I don't know if they're shot like crap but they're edited like no, shit. No, they're they're shot like crap and they're edited like crap. Because the way they... Sh those, well, those, shot, those fight scenes are shot that way to be edited that way and they look like shit. Um, yeah. But... When Bourne is mad in a fight, which is rare because he's trained in psychology, whatever, to not get mad, right? When he gets frustrated, he's when he gets frustrated, you see it on his fucking face, right? Yeah. But, but most of the time, he's like, yo, that programming, fucking boom, cyborg, right? And it's cool. So even his character alone, think about this, right? You've, you've seen all four uh, Bourne movies. I've only seen the first three, right? There is... It's been a while since I've watched the first... I, the one I've watched the most is definitely the first one. Well, but but his yeah, I have journey seen all four from of them. Jason Bourne to Mark Webb between one and three. Yo, mm. that character development, huh? Much, much, That's much, much better than Bond. And Bond had 15, one five years. One five years, 
versus yeah. I don't know six years. Think that, so. Now, to be fair, I mean the biggest pause was between three and four, so I don't know how exactly how long that pause well, was, I'm, but it definitely wasn't. 15 I haven't years. even seen Jason Bourne. I've only seen the first three, so just going up those three, the original trilogy. Well, look, Jason Bourne, you don't gotta right. watch that movie's not that good. So. Supremacy, Identity, oh no, fucking Ultimatum. Identity, Supremacy, and Ultimatum. Those movies tell a better character study of an assassin with no memory than any of these Bond movies do. And to me, that makes yeah. you okay. You watch the action scenes, one to copy that. Cool, got it. Reboot Bond. Didn't look at the writing of the novels of Jason Bourne or the movies. Mm-hmm. That that movie is that those movies are so psychological, right? And they're not yeah. like super fucking brain studies. Well, I mean. They're psychological, but I think the biggest part of those movies, and I think that a lot of people attach on to do, is the conspiracy aspect to yeah. them, which is something that, if we've talked about anything about these movies, it's just that, I don't know why, but Bond movies cannot pull off the conspiracy angle well. No. no. Like, Quantum did a terrible job of it, Spectre did, like, an even worse job of it, like, the, the conspiracy secret society angle just does not work with Bond for some yeah. reason. It just doesn't, it doesn't come off right. Completely, so. completely. Uh, well, dude... One last question for you. Okay. An era is over. It Fifteen is. years in the making. Yeah. What do you want to see next from Bond, from 007? What, where do you think the series goes, the franchise goes? What do you expect to see? What do you wish to see coming up? And whatever they decide to do, do the next one. I don't know. I mean, I like I like No Time to Die a lot, and I'd be interested to see a series take off with a tone and direction similar to this movie. Um, outside of like the legacy and theme stuff, but like the general like writing and tone of it being like more humorous and more like you know modern action movie wise, but at the same time. I don't know, Bond's its own thing. And I also wouldn't want this to just become like a pseudo Mission Impossible mm-hmm. or, or like a pseudo Jason Bourne or something like that. Like, I'm fine with Bond doing its own thing. So I'm not really sure, um, like, thematically what I want to see from, uh, from the rest of the series. Because then you also look at, like, without them going this direction, you get, like... And maybe that's just, like, you know, what we've been talking about with, like, the failure of them not having a roadmap. But, like, if you don't have them go on, like, the No Time to Die direction, you get the first four movies, which yeah. are, like, a hodgepodge of, like, really pretty good and then, like, fucking burning pile of garbage. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's really hard. I just also don't know, bond-wise, like, where I want them to go. Like... <sighs> I don't know. I feel like if they're going to do the female thing, I feel like they would just be better with like not doing the Bond thing and just harping on the 007 as like the codename tagline. I feel like if you're going to do a new female, like that's how you do it. Like be like, it's not Bond. It's the 007 tagline. That's what we're going to latch on to as a whole. Because you could still do that and like retcon it as like, well, these are all like, they're not Bond movies, they're 007 movies. So that was, 
how do you kind of try to like change it up a little bit and go forward? Um, I would want to see a different actress for sure if they're going to do 007. Somebody who's a lot more physical. She probably wouldn't get it because Hollywood hates her right now, but I'd be interested to see like a – well, she's not British, so also that would probably flatten that out. But I liked uh, – I can't remember her last name. Gia Carano? Yeah, I, knew, I knew you were going to say her too. She's a good physical actress, um, and she fits that mold well. I just don't know of any physical like – Oh, hey. In, like, the British realm. They're there. In the British realm, I don't know if there's any like they're, that. They're there. We, we, Are they? I mean, think about all the stunt people who could act. Yeah. Right? Like, there's, there's, they're there, but they don't give them the roles. You can give, like, the female Scott Adkins, yeah. who's British, like, their chance to, like, star in a Bond yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, if you just cast Scott Adkins, you know, he's old, but, dude, fucking I give mean, him two movies. I would watch Scott Adkins be James give Bond for sure. Give him two movies? So. I don't give a shit, dude. Like, in two movies where he just i mean i'm still interested in like i i know they're not gonna do it because he wouldn't be able to do more than like one or two movies before he's too old but i'd still be interested to see idris elba be bond i but yeah i mean he'd be the same problems as scott atkins where he'd get like one or two movies and like you'd have to already cast a new one which i know they don't there's a big difference between the two movies that idris would give me and the two movies and the two two movies that scott would would give you yeah no there's a huge difference one would be, specifically with Idris, it'd be a lot more... Talking. I mean, I guess it still would depend on the writers, but I feel like it'd be a lot more character-focused, yeah. and it'd be a lot more it'd like... Luther. It'd be a lot more like what they're trying to do yeah. with Daniel Craig stuff, where it'd be a lot more of like a character study Luther. and like dive into Bond. And Scott Atkins would just be a fun fucking Bond movie. He would just, with he just walk in, full wide shot, him doing a fucking spin kick to the face... I want him to fucking spin kick the yeah, shit out you know, of someone. 540 kick someone to the fucking neck. Yeah. Uh, through a glass thing. I want him to pull a Jean-Claude and like fucking do a whole split jump kick yeah. and like kick two guys yeah. to opposite sides of the room. I That's what I would it. want to see if Adkins was Bond. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was thinking about it all day and I don't have an answer for the question. I don't know where I want them to go because I don't mm-hmm. see any direction where they... Yeah, I, I don't, don't see it. I really don't know where they could take. I don't them. see a, any direction where they can go. And this sounds like I sh- like I'm trying to say the series should end. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying yeah. is that I don't have an urge for any of these for the next thing to happen. I don't yeah. have the desire for the next thing to happen yet. I think for me it really depends. Yeah, I don't really have a desire for like a new Bond movie after watching this. And I think from what I've seen, they don't plan on doing a new one right away, which I think is smart, is even this one a little bit of time to breathe and people to kind of settle into the end of the Craig era. I would say you probably give this like, I don't know, like three or four years, make a lot of people time to kind of have Bond go out of your memory. And then you start building up to whatever your new series is going to be, which if they're going to do that. You're definitely not getting Edris because he's yeah. gonna, definitely going to be whoever they cast. Taron Edgerton, Edgerton, whoever they cast. They're definitely not going to do that because now he's yeah. already well. Who I mean, cares? Well, Ray Fiennes wasn't Taron, the, the Taron Edgerton of his movie. Yeah. It's whatever that long-looking like dude, Charlie Hunt, in the King's old guy too. Whoever they cast for Bond, I don't care. Whoever they cast, they're all these. Here's old what I want. I like that we just keep naming a bunch of old people. Because people we don't know, or maybe the guy from yeah. Kingsman. Oh, you know who I want? 
the main guy from the guy from 1917. Yeah, the guy from 1917. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's no, here's what I want. Right, whenever they fucking decide to give me the next Bond thing, I want mm-hmm. teaser or the trailer. Right, the first the first yeah. full trailer of, you know, last bullet in the magazine or fucking last time to live or so whatever the fuck title they give it. I want the usual Bond trailer, bum bum bum, fucking car driving around, fucking pop pop pop, pop punching, right? And mm-hmm. then the last shot before the end of the trailer, Bond, whoever the Bond is, I don't care, guy, girl, or double stuff, I don't give a shit what color they are, whatever, walking through a hallway, and then, and he, he dodges out of the way, and it's like a, a pillar or a wall, and a fucking top hat stuck in the wall, and then, dun, and it cuts. That would be pretty dope. If they brought back Odd Job, I'd be You'd down be like, for that. You'd be like, yo, dude, what? Or the guy with the teeth? Yeah, or Jaws? Yeah, but like, bro, yeah. we're going in. Well, get both of them. You have the top hat, and yeah. then all of a sudden, like, just you see, like, somebody, I don't know, you see, like, somebody bite into yeah. a pillar or some shit like that, and it just, like, obliterates we're it. We're going Fuck in, yeah. dude. We're, we're, coming, we're calling back to the, to the real shit. Hell yeah, bring back the heavy nostalgia. And then all of a sudden it. at the corner of the of the jaws, you see the golden gun yeah, pop up dude. and be like, I would fucking oh. dude, I would mark out if they use wrestling terms. I would yeah. mark out. Yeah. Or if like it cut to like Q's talking, he's like, Well be careful, watch out for his hat. His hat, boom, 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 and fucking title. I'd be like, dude, is it? I'm done. Um I'd be down so, to that. Hey guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I do want to say next week. Should be, I believe, first week of Halloween episodes, Damn. I think. Are we not doing wrap-up? Well, if we do wrap-up, we end up... Wouldn't we, would we skip? Would we miss two weeks of Halloween or no? If we wrap up next week. Boom, boom. Oh, no, um, we have three weeks, so we can wrap up next week if you want. Um, We have three weeks, three episodes left. of the uh, of, Before of, Halloween? Of the month, yeah. So we can do wrap-up for sure. Do you want to do wrap up or do you just want to do three weeks of Halloween? I don't care either way. Well, let me ask you this before we, if we decide that, do we have something that would fill three weeks of Halloween? We've only talked about two things and only one of them is really dialed in. I can't remember which, which, I can't even remember which things we talked about. Uh, we talked about Scooby Doo stuff, remember. which stuff, but the only one we have is dialed in so far. What was the one we had dialed the in? Carpenter stuff. The Carpenter movie. Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah, the actual John Carpenter yeah. Halloween. Um, yeah, no, I'm still down to do that. Yeah. Um, I feel like that one, though, is like, that's like the 29th. Yeah, yeah, whatever. For sure. Like, that's like, before Halloween, like, we watch Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then for next week, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, after talking today, I still want to just fucking watch some vampire okay. movies. Okay, well, hey, you know, let's... Uh, like I want to watch Near Dark. I want to watch Interview with a Vampire. Sure. Well, off pod, we'll fucking throw some yeah. throw some fix, flicks in the mix, and we'll, we'll we'll get going. So we'll do three weeks of Halloween stuff. Proper October. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just do proper, proper October. October. Why not? Uh, so guys, see you back next week. Two seasons only once a year. Exactly. We uh, check the vending machines. Halloween episode start next week. Yes. See you guys. <laughs>